So today we continue our series looking at the greatest hits. And this week we're looking at one that is really well known. That, as a matter of fact, many people probably had this painted in their nurseries growing up, or at least in their church nursery. It's a story that's probably one of the first five stories you learn in all of Scripture. And it's the story of Noah's Ark. And I'm sure that if we were to sit here and to say, Tell me what it is that you know. Tell me the story, what you know about this story. That you would start with, oh, well, there's this guy named Noah, and he built a big boat, and then a flood came, two animals, or a pair of each animal, get on the boat, and they hang out until the flood goes away. And that's the story of Noah's Ark. But I think what we need to look at is the why of Noah's Ark. In Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 and 6 we hear that the lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth and that every inclination of thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually and the lord was sorry that he had made humankind and on the earth it was it grieved to his heart so the world is broken not only is is the world broken but as we hear, God saw that wickedness had kind of consumed everything, and everything they did, their thoughts and their hearts, were, were just ravaged with evil. And it was continuous. So much so that it breaks God's heart, is what we hear. The Lord was so sorry that he had made humankind on earth, and it grieved his heart. It broke God's heart. You know, as a pastor... I mean, the question I get asked probably more than, uh, more than any other question is, why is there evil in the world? Why did, did God create evil in the world? And you know, I could go through that explanation of free will. I could explain the idea that God loved us so much that God wanted us to make the decision to pursue after God and God's will and God's way for us. But at, this, at the core of all of it, why we decide to go against God, why there is evil in the world. I don't I always have an answer to it as to the whys of the way the world works. But I can tell you that when evil comes, it breaks God's heart. And that's what we hear in Genesis 6, verses 5 through 6, that God is so grieved that God's heart is broken. And so we then get into the story of Noah and the ark, and it's ultimately a reset for lack of a better way of putting it, that's a, that's a very easy way of putting it, a way that God literally is wiping out all of humanity and starting over. But God is, is going, let's go to the last time that this worked. And the last time that all of this seemed to work that we see in the scriptures is in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, where we hear, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless, a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. And so we hear this language and we think to ourselves, wow, the waters and the deeps. And this is what we're seeing throughout the text of Noah's Ark. Is the waters and the deep and that there's this need to go back to when it first worked which was in the creation. There's one fundamental difference between the two. And the fundamental difference is Noah. We, 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 we have reset and we see 
But the fundamental difference is that at the creation, there is no humans. And at this reset, there is, and it's Noah. And Noah has built the ark. He's put animals two by two. Or if you keep, continue to read those that are clean and viewed as clean, rather, or there's seven of them because you have to make sacrifices. I mean, then you go and you look through the story of Noah on the ark and they're, and they're being the deep and God's recreating, God's bringing back to new for, and we look at it and go, oh, well, it was 40 days and 40 nights. No, that was how long the rain lasted. So it was even longer as God is, is washing away that sin is God is washing away those impurities. God is washing away all of those things and resetting creation to when it last worked. And we look at when did it last work? When did everything work? And we get to Genesis in, in the ninth chapter as we hear about this. And this is oftentimes a, a forgotten part of the story of Noah's Ark. But in verses 12 through 15, we hear God said this is the sign of a covenant. And he's talking about the rainbow in the sky. He says, I make it between, you, between me and you that every living creature that is with you for all of future generations, I have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, it will remember, I, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall never again flood to destroy all flesh. And so God is saying, this is the covenant that I'm making with you. That my, the rainbow is a promise to you that I'll never do this again. And, and you know, as I think about covenants and I think about even like when I got married and I made a covenant with God and with my wife that, that covenants are limiting. Um, this covenant is saying I'm never going to do that again. Even if I want to, I can't. And, and when, I, when I said that I was going to marry Anna, that she was my wife, that was a covenant that I would no longer have any other female love interest in my life, that I, would, that I would love her and honor her above all things, which is a limit that I placed on myself. But it's also rewarding. Well, yes, it's a limit. It's also something I don't desire to do. And I think that God, as he's making this covenant, as God is making a covenant with the people going, I will never do this again. Guys, going, I don't want to have to do this again. And so covenants are rewarding as well. And then, but you start to see that in Genesis 3, where we saw the fall of creation, creation was working well, creation was fulfilling the purpose that God had for it. And Adam and Eve eat the apple, or eat the fruit from the tree, rather. And why do they eat the fruit? Because they've been convinced that it will make them like God. It will make them more like God. And so, and from then we see the fall of creation. We see um, Cain and Abel that we've talked about over the past. We see all of these things. And then after Noah and the ark, in Genesis 11, we hear of the Tower of Babel. So the whole earth had one language in Genesis 11, 1, and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and, and butenin, 
And then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad about the face of the whole earth. This is the let us make a name for ourselves is to let us be known as the great ones. Let us be seen. And it's all about me. I want it to be I want to be the center of all of this. And so we see that in even in the tower after the Noah's Ark, that the Tower of Babel is that we're bringing back to falling into sin, putting ourselves in the center of everything, making it all about us. And we start to look throughout the entire Old Testament and we start to find that throughout the entire Old Testament, God is going, just stop. You're missing the point. I want you to return to relationship with me. I want you to be in relationship with me. And we see over and over humankind breaking God's heart. And, and we see this connection that happens, whether it be Adam and Eve or Shem, Ham and Japheth, who are the sons of Noah building the Tower of Babel, or as you go throughout the Old Testament, over and over we see this happening until we get to Jesus. And Jesus being that reminder of the covenant that God placed in the earth, that I am there with you, I am here with you, I long to be in relationship with you, that, that this evil breaks my heart so much so that I will come down in human form, show you how to live, set the example for you, and die that you may not have to die, but that you may have everlasting life. And so you see the story of Noah's Ark is also the story of Adam and Eve, and this is the story of us, that God is going, let me flood your life with my grace that we may return to what it is that you were created to be. Let me stamp you with that covenant that says, I am here with you until the end of the age. That we may proclaim and always remember that the best of all is indeed that God is with us. Amen and amen.